Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So let me ask you, if, you know, God forbid you found out that I did this. And you need, you would need, you, I would whip your ass. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Potter. I'm Karen Lee Potter. And this is the ultimate podcast about the birds and the bees with a sex expert, cougar mother. And her stand-up comic son, Cam. And we have a sick mother on the line today. Sick in this, not in a sick, good sense. Sick in a, like, I got a cold right after I had the eye surgery. I needed to have a cold. Oh, the two yeah. together is not a good thing, especially if I have to sneeze. Your eyes are looking much uh, bigger these days. Yay! You like right. that? Yeah, yeah, you can, I, can, I can really see your your, your whites. Oh, yeah, Yay. yeah. You're so right. happy about this. I oh, I sure am. After all the pain and suffering, and now a cold, I have to go through all this. Yeah, well, well, that makes me feel good. Well, let's jump into this quickie episode. I wanted to cover two topics. One was this this um, s- sexual assault case, Brock Turner's. Uh, who is a uh, swimmer at Stanford, and uh, he... Your alma mater. My alma mater, he sexually assaulted this woman on campus, and uh, it, it and she gave a uh, response speech that has gone viral on the internet, and uh, it really hits home because, I mean, she is... It's extremely touching and uh, poignant. Uh, the other thing I wanted to discuss was our feelings about... Uh, our, last week's episode about polyamory and friends with benefits. And so that is where this is heading. Yeah, that's, that's a lot to cover, but I think those are very interesting subjects. So So even to put them together is an interesting juxtaposition, but how do you feel about the fact that it was at your alma mater? Well, so let's give a, a brief update for those who haven't heard about this. So there's this kid who was a freshman at school. He's 19 years old. Maybe now he's 20. And, uh, he he is a swimmer, which is they emphasize like crazy on the media, which kind of sucks because it, it, it's like, like totally irrelevant. So, totally irrelevant to what is actually uh, occurring. Yeah, his name is Brock. His name is Brock, and uh, he basically he raped this girl uh, digitally with his fingers uh, behind a dumpster on Stanford campus, uh, and uh, he's yeah, been. It was it was she she was coming home drunk from a party. And it, which is irrelevant, obviously, but uh, somehow or another, she became unconscious uh, um, and he raped her. I don't understand how that happened. I, it wasn't really clear in that letter what exactly transpired, but it looks like she was trying to find her sister, couldn't find her, and somehow passed out near yeah. a dumpster. Or uh, maybe he pulled her by the dumpster. Yeah. So if you wanted to read more about this, just, you know, you can search for Brock Turner's Stanford case. It's It's disgusting. And what's even worse about it is that he basically did not admit to any fault besides being drunk and he extended this out into a huge legal ordeal as opposed to you know settling and working out with her 
Which she would have been okay with. She she, she goes said, on and on. Yeah, right. she, she would have been absolutely okay with. He just admitted responsibility for what his actions, which he never did. Instead, he extended this for a whole year. You know, trying not trying to weasel his way out of this thing, hiring really expensive lawyers to try to convince her that she was wrong, uh, is not recounting was not reco- recounting the case correctly. It's just disgusting. It's sickening. And it, it's so it's kind of similar to what we went through. We went through three years of, before ours went to trial, and it was constantly dragged back and forth. And you're you're going through the, the the case over and over again, and it just keeps reopening wounds. So, for those of you who are just listening and getting tuning in, my mom is referring to the case for uh, my revolving around my father's murder. My yeah, yeah. yeah um, to, to recap, what happened with that is that uh, his father Gary has had been the owner of a construction company. And one of his employees uh, wasn't doing a good job. He gave him a bad uh, review and said, I'm not firing you, but you're going to need to take a pay cut. And apparently he wasn't happy with that pronouncement and came in the next day, went to the kitchen, grabbed a knife and stabbed him to death in front of everybody in the office at 7 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday morning. Um, Uh, Note note that we (laughs) we do talk about this on the show. So this is not the first time it's been mentioned, but that's the the quick... I gave you the, the quick notes version. of what really happened. Yes. There was a lot of other stuff that went on during this case, but it took three years for it to come to trial. And, and even it, during it, the trial, they he also was the, our, the murderer was trying to get weasel his way out of it, and he tried to he he hired these really expensive lawyers to, that basically were trying to argue that that. He, and a, right, a psychiatrist to testify that he was under this, you know, involuntary intoxication defense. Uh, yeah, which basically means that by accident he was intoxicated. Yeah, apparently he but, took too much Ambien and well, butrin together to to come up with a, a lethal cocktail that someone had prior prior to this incident. Someone had gotten off after she hit three guys in a car and killed them, and somehow she was able to get off. So he using thought, the same argument, using right. the same uh, involuntary intoxication defense. But b- bottom line is, we went, we were dragged through the mud again and again and again. And during the trial, it was horrifying as well, listening to this idiot, you know, and all his, you know, cronies talk about uh, how he was, you know, involuntary intoxicated. And what's wild is that you know these lawyers. First of all, these I don't understand how someone can actually receive money to do this like in good conscience say yeah this is my job a a defense attorney oh my god i mean maybe maybe in cases that like are really ambiguous and like you know the person i don't know i i I would have to be such i mean you you would be able to do like a dui where no one was hurt i don't even i don't even know about that i mean or a drug deal i would not no i i first of all i it would have to be in a situation where it really was ambiguous and the guy really believes he's not at fault in this case it, it with with both the murderer and the uh the rapist they're both very guilty and there's no reason that they should be redu- have a reduced sentence or anything like that so it is really disgusting that these people accept money to to argue for to to lower the sentence or that this guy was innocent in, in the first place and the horrifying thing about what happened at the Stanford case is that she i mean he raped her and i think she got he got like such a pity like it was just like a pathetic sentencing it was like 6 months in a in a like a, a county jail, it wasn't even like a real real heavy duty. They want to you know sleep with Bubba in jail. And could could you imagine feeling like the, what the the 
the the victim felt like and the whole family felt like when this kid is basically getting off with such fucking easy conditions with because of the fact that he was a swimmer on Stanford's team which what that's a, why I was wondering if coming from Stanford how do you feel about that well I don't think that I mean I don't know if Stanford had anything to do with it but it's fucking disgusting that that Stanford is it all it, it, it has nothing to do with it yeah. No, what I was saying, you know, it's, it, there's been other cases like this at different universities. And just, I was wondering, because it was your university, how you felt about it. Yeah, I'm, I pray that Stanford had nothing to do with it. It really has nothing to The guy raped a girl. And yeah. so th- why, why, is there, why is the university involved at all? Here's the, here's the kicker. Recently, the father of this kid is like sparking outrage all over the internet because he wrote a, wrote a statement that basically was like, my son doesn't even deserve the six months. It's too much uh, it's not, it's not, I'll, I'll read the exact quote. That is a steep, steep price to pay for 20 minutes of action out of his 20 plus years of life. Oh. And then he goes on to say, <laughs> uh, we, what I know as his father is that incarceration is not the appropriate punishment for Brock. He has no prior criminal history and has never been violent to anyone, including his actions on that night of J- January 17, 2015. He's not violent. Are you fucking kidding? And in her letter, she states that, so if it's a first-time offense, everybody should have a first-time violent offense in the, <laughs> and get away with it Eat. So in practice so they don't have for future ones. I mean, this is ridiculous that, that it, it doesn't matter for the first-time or a hundredth-time offense. There should, be a, there should be a punishment. So, so let me ask you, if, you know, God forbid, you found out that I did this. And you, need, you would need, you, I would whip your ass. Would you, would you say that, first of all, would you help me? Hire the attorneys to try to defend myself. I don't. I honestly don't think I could. I don't think I could. I don't. If 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 I were only given six months in jail and and probation, I would. I would be like, why weren't you given more? Would so you you would you would? Yeah, I think being a parent, I I can't see how I could possibly rationalize this. I really couldn't. It's interesting because the same thing happened in our trial where. Mm -hmm. You know, in our trial, the family of the victim, uh, family of the victim, the family of the freaking murderer, somehow or another, even though he got a ten thousand dollar pay cut, managed to round up one hundred and ten thousand dollars worth of money to give to these lawyers and these psychiatrists and everybody to mm-hmm. prove his innocence. So it's just, how were they on his bandwagon, knowing full well that he? murdered someone in front of an entire office full of people yeah the whole family would come to the, the trial so it's like our family on one side his family on the other side and, I, and she had the nerve to send me a birthday card she sent me a birthday card on on gary's birthday one year saying she feels sorry for what her brother did the sister sent me something i'm like are you kidding me i couldn't even look at these people yeah it, it, there is something sickening about supporting this supporting man. someone who 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 ruined so many people's lives. Yeah, I, I, to and, be honest, I don't know if I mean, I really don't know what I would do if I, it was my son that murdered someone. I don't know if I would show up to the trial. I don't. I don't know what the hell I would do. I mean, could you imagine this this situation? Uh, no, I can't imagine either situation. But honestly, if if you did anything like that, or your brother, I don't know. I just I would say throw the book at him. Throw the book at him. Throw the fucking book at that kid. I mean, really? Someone is actually saying that that he 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 got an unfair shake of this deal. That's ridiculous. Yeah. 
And it's just, you know, and I think the worst part was his lack of remorse. And that's what that's bothered it. him so much. He yeah. just did not, he kept, he still, he was going around saying he was going to start, uh, you know, programs in school to prevent drinking in, in, in schools because that's the reason that people end up raping people because they were drunk. Like that, I don't even know how the two can be. And you, you know, it's interesting in our, in our trial with the, my father's trial, uh, they were they, focused on the, they, on the ambient Wellbutrin cocktail. They were focused on the ambient Wellbutrin cocktail, and the judge at the the end, it was um, he, he basically gave the the verdict and was like, "I have never sat here where someone has lied more and, and said sorry so many times and not meant it on this bench." Yeah. How fucking disgusting is that? Yeah. And it was still still scary at the end because who knew what what could have happened? He could have he went in all or nothing, and he could have ended up getting off. And if and, and if he had gotten off, he didn't have a jury. But if he had a jury, the jury might have let him off and believed mm-hmm. his bull crap. Yeah. But both of these incidents, I think, what really bothers me about it is the fact that neither one really took responsibility for what they have done. Yeah. I mean, uh, truly. Uh, I mean, in, in the case of of our our situation with your dad, I mean, the guy literally said to me, I, you know, if Gary was here today, I'd be playing golf with him. I mean, how crazy is that? That is nuts. <laughs> that's like, that's like, I, I, that, that's just a looney toonies to, to say that. I mean, what, what is he thinking? It is totally looney toony. That is bonkers. I mean, but the other one, it was like, oh, well, I, you know, she wanted it. She consented by, you know, because she was drunk and, and, you know, she, and then she, he changed the story a few times too. You know, at first he said that, um, that she was out of it. And then the next thing you know, he remembered that she said, yes, yes, yes. And where, it was just are, where are the morals? I don't even know how I'd live with myself if I were this kid trying to get a, weasel my way out of this and horrible, the kids, heinous and, and, act. And people, the two bikers that, that found their bicycle riding Swedes, and they found her, and they pulled this guy off, and, and or they ran yeah, after they Chase. Had ta- they had to tackle him, yeah. So what is he running from if he was, uh, was consensual? I mean, clearly, this, I mean, this kid is clearly in the wrong, and his behavior clearly, is... Clearly, he's got some mental uh, illness, okay? I There's mean, some mental shit going on there. That This kid needs to be seriously incarcerated somewhere in a mental institution. You and don't it do- sickens me. I mean, you, even, you, could, you could make the false argument that this kid is too young to really realize. I mean, he's 19? making big mistakes. 19? I, I agree with you. I, don't, I think he's definitely old enough to realize. I, I think a fucking kid would be able to realize this is not the right thing to do. The fact that his father is defending him is even war- is it's just disgusting. Well, obviously, apple don't fall far from that tree. Yeah. All right. All right. Moving on to the next topic. We've talked right, enough about fun. this. We got, we got a little heavy duty there. Okay. So, but it kind of can move into it. And the reason I said it's kind of uh, juxtaposed, juxtaposed next to it is because this guy claimed it was like a one night stand, which obviously it wasn't. And now we thought we'd talk about polyamory and one night stands and friends with benefits and all these things. <laughs> okay. I uh, had that, that, I think you're, that's a, a very nice segue into that. Uh, so if you didn't get to catch you up on last week's episode, we brought on a poly, polyamorous couple to our show. You can hear all about it in our last week's episode. But to please define what that means. So polysexual, polyamorous. Yeah, so, so polyamory I, I, in general means that you are you believe and you perhaps practice uh, having multiple intimate relationships. Sometimes... You'll you'll have a spouse, and then you bring in a girlfriend who is it becomes a triad. But other times, in this situation, there's a husband and wife, and they had separate they had separate partners that they called secondaries. They didn't interact with each other, uh, but they had 
their own relationship between husband and wife and also these secondary relationships. So and what I find cool is that each one is different, and I like that. I like that every couple makes up their own rules. Yeah, I, I do like that the, that freedom, you know, that they're going, they're marching to their own tune. I will ask you, though, can you, do you, could you ever be in a polyamorous relationship? No, absolutely not. Why do you say that? I, I found myself getting jealous of, if Dee spends too much time talking to some random girl at a party. It just, I, I, I don't, I don't like that whole idea of someone else coming. It's it, me that there's an intimacy that is in a relationship that if you have other people involved, you're just, you're open up a Pandora's box of trouble with mm-hmm. me. I for sure. No, I would not be good with that. Um, maybe I'm, I don't, and I'm not even insecure. I'm not at all. And I don't think they were either when they, allowed the uh, other couples into their lives. But I, th- I feel like you're just looking for trouble. I really do. I think you're going on a slippery slope. Well, for them, it, it, was, it sounded like it definitely worked. I mean, they've been doing this for years and years. Um, but I will say that it did sound during the interview that their relationships are playing different um, roles in their lives. So like the uh, Steph's the wife's secondary relationship sounded like this fun, and she even says friends with benefits. Yeah. yeah. It, and she's getting something out of that that she doesn't get with her husband. So she yeah. does get a little, yeah. a, a fuller life from that. Right. And the same thing with him, though. He, I don't, I didn't sense the sexual nature as much. But... Yes. That's, that is, that was a very interesting thing that I picked up after re-listening to this a few times. And then the other thing I thought was interesting about that whole issue was when they had a difference of opinion, uh, uh, not opinion, but he, he gets kind of turned on by hearing her exploits of what she does with these other men. And mm-hmm. she thought it was creepy and that she didn't feel that way. Right. And, uh, again, I, 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 I don't know if I'd be turned on by that. I might be turned on by hearing D's with other women, but then when the reality set in, I probably would have a little difficulty with it. So, I think relationships are really, really hard. And to add this extra dimension, you've got to be so solid in your relationship. Yeah, which they were. They did sound like that. But I still feel no matter what happens, you're still human beings and and something might stir something. And what if, like, the next secondary, she became more attached to than her primary? Then what happens to your relationship? Why look for that? Yeah. For me, I, I don't think I could ever do this either. And I think it's because... I kind of expect, I, first of all, the time. I, if I'm going to invest, if I, I have limited time as it is, and I figure if I'm going to have set aside time for a relationship, I might as well invest it all in one basket. I, I want it to, you know, go as deep as we can get. I don't want to start, uh, you know, spreading myself thin over these multiple relationships. So just from practical standpoint, I, I don't think, and they acknowledge that that was, a downside to their that's why they right. limit it to only one other so you're saying that if you had plenty of time like if you were retired that you'd be okay with it uh and then i then well no i still oh, think that <laughs> not only the time but i also think i don't really want to have to search out i want that one person to be enough yeah i want them to to satisfy me sexually uh, relationship wise, like like uh, psychologically, emotionally, psychologically, intellectually, yes, all those levels, all those boxes need to be checked. And, and I gotta that, tell you though, it, it, to find someone 
stick and fill, fill all those things is a very difficult task. And I don't know that I've, I've able, I, even all my relationships, your, your dad included, I don't know if, if all those things were ever satisfied to what you're saying. Yeah, I know. And why do you think it's been so hard for me to get into relationships? It's because I'm searching for this one perfect person who's going to check off all those boxes. And I recognize now that that is not, that is preventing me from having a lot of little relationships. Right. Like I, I will say that, uh, you know, one of the one of the best nights in in Los Angeles was this night I spent with with B, my ex girlfriend, and we went to the beach with another couple, and we were, you know, we were we had a phenomenal phenomenal evening. It was the best night, and it would never have happened had I not allowed myself to enter this relationship with someone who I didn't think was that that perfect person, the soulmate, the soulmate, right? And so, Although this couple thought that uh, they were each other's soulmates, yeah, that is but I, I truly, I really don't believe in a soulmate. By the way, I think there are a lot of soulmates. <laughs> for, another, for another discussion, for another discussion. I, I, I also we were talking about uh, you know back to friends with benefits, right? Uh, another, I, I've had some relationships like that that have been just kind of sexual relationships, uh, second time around and first time around, and. You know, I think I've, I've talked about this before that in a, in a friends with benefit relationship, it, it just inevitably someone is starting to get attached, mm-hmm. and especially if it's really good sex. And, it, and it's also, you know, that you really enjoy talking to each other because in order to have good sex, you have to kind of really enjoy being with the other person right, besides right. the sex part. I don't know. Some people you I know present. are able yeah. to do that. But even I just even if you're present during the sex part. Afterwards, when you're laying in bed or talking or whatever, you want to enjoy the company. Or even before you have the sex, you have dinner together or you're I, I, watching TV. Or you just you just need to have some sort of a connection with that person besides just the sex. Yes, I agree. I agree. So, so I have been more open to this idea of you know not uh, of entering these casual relationships, Ooh. maybe with people who I don't necessarily think are the one. Yeah. But it's very hard to find someone who's also on that same page right now. You just put a little ad in the, uh, the local <laughs> the local paper. <laughs> I've, been, I've been asking girls out. And, and, you could probably uh, put that on your Tinder profile. Yeah, maybe. Looking maybe. only for FOB. Are you interested? I bet yeah. you'll get some, some Tinder lovers. Yeah, yeah. I, I and, and then I also say that I'm interested in that. But when push comes to shove, who knows if I actually want to actually engage in, I mean, maybe I, I do get, I, I mean, I get horny from time to time and I think it would be very enriching, but I, I, I don't know if, uh, I would say go for it. Cause you know, it, those experiences are a lot of fun. Just like sometimes you eat, you know, chocolate ice cream and yeah. sometimes you don't. Well, we're going back to the original cake, chocolate cake analogy. Yeah, go back to the chocolate cake, and sometimes you got to eat the piece of chocolate cake, even if it's bad for you. So you're this is you're saying hell yeah for the friends with benefits thing. Absolutely for you, not for me, but for you. So for for someone you would recommend it for someone who is not necessarily at the stage of life where they want to find or or can find their soulmate. Yes, it's nice to have some. I mean, it's interesting. Like we talked to uh, uh, Mr. Lacario, who is in a relationship where he he has he's married and he has friends with benefit relationships all the time. Yeah, it's an open marriage, right? It's an open marriage. And yeah, why not? It's it's fun. Well, what you you give you know, on one side of the, you're saying no, I couldn't do friends with benefits. I think uh, me. That, me. If I was single, I probably But, would but go Mr. Lucario, look, Mr. Lucario is not single. 
He's married. Yeah, I'm just saying he's a, he was able to sell. I mean, porn stars can do this too, and prostitutes probably can do this too. People, some people can sell, can literally separate sex and love very easily, and they think of it as just like, uh, you know, getting a massage. Yeah. You know, they don't think of it as anything and different than you, that. You mentioned can you separate sex and love, and almost every one of our episodes. This is a very common theme for you. Well, when you're talking friends and benefits, aren't you? Aren't, isn't that what we're talking about? Yes, I, th- I think I think that's right. So. But the okay, all right. Well, I think we we've made our points, and we need to wrap up this quickie episode. Yeah, it wasn't so quickie. Boy, did that go by fast. That was a fast one. I really appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you very much. Yeah, and don't forget. Let me tell you about the birds and the bees. No, no. What I was saying is, don't forget is write in your thoughts about whether or not you believe in friends with benefits. No. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> it's Cam and Karen Lee again. Yeah, in case you thought you turned your dial too soon. If you really want to help us, please help us. Please sign up for our newsletter. Yeah, and well, let me tell you why. Because that newsletter will arrive in your inbox every Monday. Friday. And, and that Friday too. or Saturday. Or maybe so it'll arrive sometime when you least expect it, which is why you should sign up for this newsletter because you don't know when to expect it. And, and if you aren't on it, you won't receive it. Okay. I would argue that the reason you sign up is because I work my ass off to write it every week. Yeah. And it is, contains beautiful thoughts and wisdom. Yes. And he's very good at writing <laughs> and explaining his thoughts and wisdom in a newsletter <laughs> form. So, so go to sextalkwithmymom.com. And sign up for our newsletter. We would be very grateful. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and do it. Now, bye. <laughs> <laughs>